Hello, good evening. I am Gian, the founding pastor for Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. And tonight we are enjoying this beautiful weather here in Odessa. And we had a wonderful meal thanks to Charlie and Deborah. It was a wonderful meal and we appreciate that. And uh, tonight I have a wonderful surprise for you. Besides our study, we have a special guests. And many of you know our brother Al Serrano. He is one of the members of the church and actually he is one of the directors of our board in the church. And I'm gonna allow him to introduce his parents to you guys. Oh, cool. This is my mom and dad, Rosa and Alberto Serrano. Hi. Hello. <laughs> So happy to have you here. Buenas noches. ¿Cómo se sienten? Muy bien. Muy bien. Yo me siento muy bendecida de encontrarme. You are very blessed to be here. Gracias con Dios que nos deja estar, nos concede estar aquí. Eso es cierto. They are very pleased to be here, and as you can tell, bilingual in Spanish, and uh, we are ready to eat. Uh, on Thursday in my home, I invited them to come over and we are going to have good meal. I don't think that they will approve my tamales because I don't make tamales as good as they. And especially, as you mentioned to me several times about her special fajitas, right? Ah, oh, the fajitas. Fajitas. Mm -hmm. Good fajitas. Good fajitas. Maybe one day we will try them there where they live. Sure. Deborah with us. Thank you so much for cooking again, Deborah. Appreciate that and Charlie and our brother Chad. How are you doing, Chad? Good. Excellent. Ready for the study? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Put well, the flags, right? oh, you put the flags. That's awesome. If you drive here in front of Victory Church, friends, here in 2400 West 81st, you will see the sign of Victory Church, and everyone is welcome. But one of the characteristics that we have in our church is that we honor our country. And everyone who loves the USA is welcome here. And everyone who honors our president is welcome here. Anyone that respects our country, respects the state of Texas, <laughs> everyone who is respectful is going to be always welcome in this place. And precisely here outside in the grounds, you will see the flags that we have, the American flag. Salud, salud, salud. Oh. <laughs> oh, as usual. He'll <laughs> be okay. He will be okay. I hope so. <laughs> and we have always the flags here: the American flag, the Israeli flag, and Guatemalan flag. And uh, so, this is one thing that we have here. All right. Now let's uh, go into our study. I'm going to ask you all to read for us, please, Genesis. We are still in Genesis 22 from verse 1 through 19 because there are so many things that we are sharing about Abraham and, uh, and Isaac in this particular passage of the scripture. So I'm going to allow my brother to read for us this passage that we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The supreme test for a man. After these things, God decided to test Abraham's faith. God said to him, Abraham, and he said yes. Then God said, Take your son to the land of Moriah and kill your son there as a sacrifice for me. Hi, Prissy. Hey, Prissy, give me one second, Mama. Oh, that oh that's awesome. beautiful. Merry Christmas, she says. Wait over there. Give it to me, okay? All right. Good job, Prissy. 
<laughs> this must be Isaac, your only son, the one you love. Use him as a burnt uh, offering on one of the mountains there. I will tell you which mountain. In the morning Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took Isaac and two servants with him. He cut the wood for the sacrifice. Then they went to the place where God told them to go. After they traveled three days, Abraham, Abraham looked up, and in the distance he saw the place where they were going. Then he said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go to that place and worship. Then we will come back to you later. Abraham took the wood for the sacrifice and put it on his son's shoulder. Abraham took the special knife and fire. Then both he and his son went together to place for worship. Isaac said to his father Abraham, Father, Abraham answered, Yes, son. Isaac said, I see the wood and the fire, but where is the lamb that we will burn as a sacrifice? Abraham answered, God himself is providing the lamb for the sacrifice, my son. So both Abraham and his son went together to that place. When they came to the place where God told them to go, Abraham built an altar. He carefully laid the wood on the altar. Then he tied up his son Isaac and laid him on the, on the altar hmm. on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached for his knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord stopped him. The angel called from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham answered, Yes. The angel said, Don't kill your son or hurt him in any way. Now I can see that you do respect and obey God. I see that you are ready to kill your son, your only son for me. Then Abraham noticed a ram whose horns were caught in a bush. So Abraham went and took the ram. He offered it instead of his son as a sacrifice to God. So Abraham gave that place a name, the Lord provides. Even today people say, On the mountain of the Lord, he will give us what we need. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. The angel said, You are ready to kill your only son for me. Since you did this for me, I, I, I make you this promise. I, the Lord, promise that I will surely bless and give you as many descendants as the stars in the sky. There will be as many people as sand in the seashore, and your people will live in cities that they will take from their enemies. Every nation on earth will be blessed through your descendants. I will do this because you obeyed me. Then Abraham went back to his servants. They all traveled back to Beersheba, and Abraham stayed there. Hmm. Wow, this is a tremendous passage, and we have the study of, I believe this is the third session that we are doing in regards of this passage, because there is so much to discuss about it. And if you remember, friends, and for those who are watching and listening that are new to this Bible study, remember one thing. What we want is to learn more about our good Lord God Almighty, right? We want to learn the Bible. We want to learn what the Scripture says about everything that has to do with uh, His love for us, the history, and of course, the principles that we can learn from the Scripture. And uh, did, we decided last year to start this journey. It's called the Bible Timeline. You, do you know, uh, Rosita and Alberto, we started this study in July 2017. Mm -hmm. This is lesson number 41. Mm -hmm. La lección número 41. Mm -hmm. From all these uh, chapters in Genesis, and we are only in chapter 22. <laughs> mm -hmm. Only in chapter 22, uh, I met with Pastor Mike Hanks uh, from Assemblies of God last, last week, 
and uh, we, we talked about it. And I said to him, we are only in chapter 22 of Genesis. And he said to me, well, Gian, when are you going to finish this story? And I said, I have no idea. But obviously, it's going to be a long, long journey, right? But each session is so interesting. And uh, we discussed in the first two sessions in regards of this passage certain questions. And let me read it to you. Why did the Lord do this? Well, it says that it was a test for Abraham's faith. Is the Lord mean? People ask, right? Is the Lord mean to force somebody to sacrifice his own son? No. No, the Lord is not mean. I want you to know. No, he has a plan. And uh, Probably you are going through a test uh, of your faith right now. Uh, perhaps somebody in the hospital, somebody in jail, maybe without work, without money. I don't know what kind of test you you may experience right now but sometimes there are tests of our faith but also we discuss that not always our problems are tests sometimes our problems are the result of poor decisions and you need to think about it next question did isaac know about the sacrifices to the lord you remember we discussed that last week of course he knew because he saw abraham always doing the sacrifices to the lord did Abraham know that he and Isaac both would come back? Yes, Abraham knew it. He was certain about it. And the last question that we had last week was, how did Abraham walk to the mountain? When he knew that he needed to do this particular sacrifice, he walked trusting in the Lord. And that is what we discussed in the first uh, two sessions about this and of course you are more than welcome to go to the, to the archives and, and review the previous Bible studies lessons uh, 39 and 40 uh, that you can find here on Facebook and Victory Church page or in my personal page or also you can go to our channels and Vimeo channel or YouTube channel and you review those lessons and remember for those who like to save data you can also go through the podcast and uh, in that case you will just use an audio versions now let's go to the questions of today and uh, the comments that we have for tonight's study abraham said the lord is providing the lamb for the sacrifice my son because th the kid asked him hey dad wh where is the lamb where is the lamb that you are going to sacrifice? That is a tough question for a little kid, right? Where is the lamb? I don't see any lamb, Dad. You are going to sacrifice a lamb. Where is the lamb? I want to know. <laughs> and Abraham answered, The Lord is providing the lamb for the sacrifice, my son. When the Lord is testing our faith, one of the characteristics that we should show is that we speak with confidence that the Lord is providing the solution. Now, I want you to hear these words. The Lord is providing. You know, that is a continue present, providing. For instance, if I say walking, what is the meaning of the word walking? You are in a process of one step after the other, right? It's a walk. 
you take one step and then the next step. That's why the ending ing, <laughs> the gerund of the verb, is telling you it's a continue present. Walking, singing, la 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 right eating um 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 it's a continue present so here is the answer that abraham said the lord is providing the lamb for the sacrifice the lord is the same yesterday today and forever he will never change he will be always the same if the lord provided for you yesterday he will provide for you today and he will provide for you tomorrow you know during dinner uh, rosita don alberto and i were talking about a particular situation and we said how difficult was that and you said sometimes those are like illnesses like an infirmity mm -hmm. yeah. it's difficult it's an enfermedad temporal it's a temp temporary illness but once it's over you just feel so much better right it's over while you are suffering or while you are being tested by the Lord it's not fun <laughs> but you know because you have lived that experience that if the Lord did it yesterday he will do it again today and he will do it again tomorrow you know whoever had the experience of losing a job for instance and then going and searching for a job and then finding the job and getting hired by which by the way is one of the most amazing experiences that anyone can live <laughs> have you talked with someone that has been unemployed for a season and suddenly this person gets a job have you have you seen their face when they get that check that first check and you know it's not about the check it's the sensation of I am worthy I am doing something and, and that experience showed you that the Lord is with you so my friend you are watching you are listening and you are going through difficulties remember the Lord did it yesterday he's doing it today he will do it tomorrow you were sick yesterday the Lord healed you so now you are experiencing an illness you will be healed by faith in the name of Jesus and tomorrow whatever situations we have the Lord will do it and Abraham knew that Abraham was an old man who knew that he lived so many times the experience of miracles from the Lord the Lord working miracles in his life for many many years this guy was over a hundred years old he saw many things from the Lord so when the, the son the kid asked him Hey, Dad, where's the lamb? The Lord is providing the lamb, son. You just don't worry about it. You just don't worry about it. I would like you to think of this, my friend, you that are listening. I would like you to think. Whatever is the challenge that you have, I don't know what kind of challenge you have right now, but do you feel that the Lord is going to take care of it how do you feel about it or you are doubting my friend you are listening or watching and you are wondering I really don't know I have no clue what is going to happen but maybe 
that is one of the reasons why you are listening now. You are watching because you need to be certain that the Lord is with you. The Lord is going to provide for you. The Lord is providing the lamb for the sacrifice, son. Those are powerful words that a believer should be able to say constantly every day. Every day. You know, when we get together here, you know, in church, or we get together with our Christian friends, and there is a situation that pops up and somebody says, I don't know what to do. And then the other believers say, you know, the Lord is with you. The Lord will provide. Suddenly you just feel encouraged and you say, you know what? You are right. You are right. The Lord is going to do it. He is my source. He is my refuge. He is my provider. He will take care of that. Suddenly you just feel encouraged, right? But what happens when there is no one around you? What, ha what happens when in the middle of the night suddenly you wake up and you can't fall asleep because you are just thinking about this particular situation? What do you do then? A mature believer should say exactly what Abraham said. The Lord is providing the lamb for the sacrifice, my son. You just speak those words. You say, the Lord is providing and I want to close this study with one question to you. Did Isaac trust in the Lord and believe what his dad told him? What do you think? You, you say you, you think he, he, he trusted in the Lord and he believed in his dad. All right. What do you think? Charlie Chad. Okay. Did Isaac trust in the Lord, believe in his dad, when his dad said, Son, the Lord is providing the sacrifice, the lamb for the sacrifice? Do you think Isaac believed in what he, his dad said? Yes, yes. What do you think, Beto? I think he did. I think he had to know something was up, something was fishy, something didn't smell right. But <laughs> he continued up. The mountain so that to me tells me that he believed he believed that he kept going with his dad even though he felt something something right, is fishy here he believed enough i guess right but you're right the kid was wondering right so where is the lamb where is the lamb he, he could run right he right. could just say i'm out of here <laughs> just in case yeah. right but somehow he he felt no, this is okay. Okay, friends, this is what I want you to see here in this scenario. The importance of your words to the ones that are around you. The ones that are around you, they are listening to what you say. And if you say something like, Oh my gosh, I really, I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know how we're going to pay these bills. I don't know. I don't know. I'm freaking out. If you say things like that, those around you are going to be so discouraged. <laughs> Right? But words of confidence, statements that you must say all the time about the power of the good Lord blessing you, blessing us, providing for our needs, creating solutions. 
you know, things that we can't think of, the Lord always will do. The people of Israel were several times in the middle of the desert and they didn't know what to do. Sometimes they were without water and the Lord, you know what He did? He opened fountains, springs of waters. In one occasion, the rock brought the water. When they were trying to escape from Israel, do you remember the Lord opened the sea? Today there are people that are struggling and they don't know what to do with themselves. If they only trust in the Lord, if you, my friend, only trust in the Lord, the Lord will open the sea for you. Are you listening? The Lord will open the door for you. You don't have a good relationship uh, where you are working and you need a solution. The Lord will provide a new, a new employment for you, a better employment for you. Whatever is the situation that you are going through, it's health, it's lack of money, lack of wisdom. You pray and trust in the Lord. And then you speak those words. You say, the Lord is doing this for me, like Abraham did. And you will see the miracles. People around you will hear you. But now, there is one more thing that I need to tell you about this. And with this, we are, we are going to finish the study. I want you to think, guys, about Isaac. Isaac was a kid that he saw his daddy being truthful, honest, sincere, doing what he said he will do. You know, you know what, Don Alberto, reminds me the way that we did things in the, <laughs> in the, in the past. You remember? Because down, you know, Way, way back in time, you know, the word of amen, that was something. But today, it's pathetic. Yeah. It is horrible. People sign contracts, and yet, they don't do it. They promise things that they don't fulfill. Isaac saw in his dad an example of Truthfulness, faithfulness, honesty, sincerity, doing things right, doing what he promised he will do. And you know, that is, that is the thing. And I want to tell you this, friends, because it's so important. When you are learning about the good Lord, one thing that you need to learn is when, when the Lord says to you, yes, that means yes. Mm -hmm. When he says to you, I'm going to give you this, he means it. He's going to do it because he doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When He says to us that He is protecting us. For instance, He said, one of His promises is, You are in my hands, and no one can take you out of my hand. That means you are safe in the Lord. The Lord said, When two of you or three get together in my name, I'll be there. I'll be there. The Lord says so many promises to you. He means that. Abraham was that kind of person. We need to be that kind of individuals. Think about business in this world today. People are promising things. I was talking with some friends recently about Roku precisely and cable. And you know what somebody said to me? You know, I don't understand this. I signed a contract with a company, cable company. And they say, we're going to charge you $100. And you say, fine. The next month is 112. The next month is 125. Three months later is 140. 
Six months later, you're paying $180 a month. And you don't understand why. And the reason is, it's not about anything. And I want to tell you, this is not about I am against cable companies or anything like that. No, it has nothing to do with that. My point is, the lack of honesty in today's world. People tell you one thing here, and they do other thing. And that is not the way that we used to do things. You know, people like my brother here, my sister, myself, we, we come from a different era. You know, old-fashioned. You can call me old school. Call me old if you like. But I won't tell you this. If I say something, I'll do it. And I can't stand people that tell me one thing and do the opposite. And do you know why I can't stand that? Because God can't stand it. And I can't stand what the Lord can't stand. And if you are upset and you want to drop the, the, the teaching, drop it. It's not my problem. If you can't handle the truth, it's your problem. But you need to learn to be truthful. If you say something, you better do it. Especially, particularly in your own home. How many people are just breaking promises today? It's pathetic. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. And they don't see the problem. Little ones, like Isaac, like Prissy, when they hear their daddy saying something and they do it, those kids, they grow with confidence in their dads. And they develop a bond there. Do you think that, for instance, Prissy is going to doubt any day about what Al says to her? No. Because she sees my brother here doing what he says he will do it. Now, how many times he has seen experiences that are not like that? He promises something and he does it. But not necessarily other people will do it. But that is not his problem. It's not his fault. The same thing happens with Chad in, in, his, in his work, right? Your supervisor asks you, can you do this and can you do that? You know, by the way, Chad works for HEB for many years and he has received many recognitions and acknowledgments and rewards from the company because he's a faithful, honest, hard work person. But when they ask him, hey, Chad, are you coming Saturday to work at 1 a.m. from 1 to 6 a.m.? And he says, let me think about it. <sighs> Please, Chad, we need you. And then he says what? Okay, I'll do it. Do you know, my friend, what he does that Saturday at 1 a.m.? He shows up because he's a man of his word. How many marriages are being destroyed in general because the man goes to work and he says, do you promise that you will be taking care of the house and the kids to some women? And you know what some women do? They say, sure, I'll be here. I'll be faithful. You know. Do you know what some women are doing these days? They go out chasing men. They are going and drinking and partying and doing all kinds of bad things. It's embarrassing. It's awful. But when you compare those women with the women that stay in their home taking care of their kids while the man is working hard for long hours, those men, they feel so confident in, in their jobs and they are at ease and they are happy knowing that their wives are in the house. They are not cheating on them. They are taking care of the kids. They are turning off lights to save money. 
they when they go to the grocery store they are looking for ways to save money no you know that is the kind of woman that a man wants and it doesn't matter how she looks <laughs> no a man is gonna love a woman that is truthful and honest and that is exactly what Isaac saw in Abraham a man of integrity a man of his word that's why when he said mijo <laughs> Mijo, no te preocupes. Don't worry, mijo. My son, the Lord, is providing the lamb for the sacrifice. Isaac said, certainly. It's done. If my dad says that, he knows why. Let me ask you this question, my friend. When you say something, do you think your children believe you? When you say something, do you think your spouse believes you? When you say something, your supervisor believes you? When you say something, your pastor believes you? Your parents? When you give your word, do you do what you say? Would you do? If you are failing, this is the time for you to come back to where you need to be. Where is that? In the truth, in the honesty of the kingdom of the Lord. And the Lord Jesus is opening his arms wide open for anyone. If you are that unfaithful wife, or if you are that disgusting husband, if you are that person, today is your day to come back to the Lord and say, Lord, I am sorry. I am sorry, Father, because what I am listening right now is the truth. I am not a person of my word, and I am tired of it. Because I know you are not happy with yourself when you are failing time after time after time. And you are tired of blaming others, and you want to change in your life. And that's why we are here tonight. To encourage you to tell you something. That there is hope in the name of Jesus. You know... All of us here in our church, we have gone through a lot. We have made tons of mistakes. Right, friends? <laughs> we are not people with clean hands that we haven't done anything wrong in our lives. No. We are a bunch of people that made mistakes. However, <laughs> this is the good news. We are forgiven right now. We are white as snows. As, as snow because of the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ we surrender and we say Lord I want to change and it, it takes time to change but it happens and as a result of that our personal life changes and then we start to gain confidence in ourselves, and people start to believe in us and we can have families together. Like this example, I am so honored today to have here Don Alberto, Doña Rosita, Al, and Prisi. Three generations of people. People that I love deeply and I admire. And they are my, my family today in the Lord Jesus Christ. But what is what we have done in life, friends? We stopped. We realized one day, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What did you say that, that day? Hold your horses? No, you didn't say hold your horses. Wait your horses. Wait your horses. <laughs> Wait your horses. 
So hold your horses. You know, one day we say that. One day we say, wait, my horses. Hold on, hold on. I am doing something wrong here. I need to change. <laughs> we did that. And we came to the Lord. And you know what happened? The Lord forgave us. And that is what He wants to do in your life today. So come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will enjoy your life. Have a beautiful night. From Victory Church, we wish you a beautiful night. And thank you for watching. Good night. Good night.